Hello, everyone. Happy Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this or you find this or you stumble upon this. Um, I'm here to talk about some misconceptions, maybe like one or two. I don't know. There's a whole lot that the Lord has put on my heart, but a little bit at a time. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. So something I hear all the time and also something that I thought all the time myself as well. And these misconceptions really just came from a lack of knowledge of the word and also lack of fear of the Lord. Um, so yeah, okay, I have a quote. God is in control, right? So why is this bad thing happening to me? All right, so God is in control. And then another one, what is meant to be will be, right? So I am gonna sit here and say that God can do anything. He can do, he, he created the universe. So of course he has the power to do anything that he wanted, but free will, right? That's where f- free will comes in. God wants our love. And what is love if he makes us love him? That's not us choosing him. He wants us to choose to love him, right? So I'm gonna jump in Hebrews 12:1. okay? It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run the race with endurance that God has set before us. I think I read that. I'm going to read that again and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Okay. So I'm going to note here. It says, let us run with endurance. Let us run. We run the race. God does not run the race for us. Now, if we love him and we are obedient to him and we are his born again children, trust me, the sin that he says that so easily trips us up, he helps us with all of that. He is a lamp at our feet so that we can see the road ahead of us. When we choose him and we go to him, that does not mean that life is going to be easy. And I'll get to that later. However, he's the most amazing. I, there are no words to explain him and what he does for you. And it's not just about what he does for you, but he does it anyway. And the fact that he sent Jesus for us, for even for all the people that weren't going to choose him, that it was, it was him in the flesh and thinking about, this is like not even on my notes, thinking about he knew what was going to happen. I mean, it is literally when I've sat here and meditated on the Lord and like thinking about, okay, you know what, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to be crucified and I'm going to be tortured. And he, and you still just go and you still do it for people that are going to hate you for people that are not going to choose you. I, I mean, thank you, Jesus. I love you. So we have to run the race. Okay. That God has set before us. But if we're not in tune with God, if we're not in tune with Jesus, how do we know which way to turn? How do, we need guidance from him. We need direction from him. An example is I just graduated with my master's in clinical mental health counseling. Okay. I passed the test first try to get my license, which is rare. You know, I totally, you know, maybe my pride is showing a little bit. Help me, Jesus. But it's true. Okay. And I graduate and I hear in prayer, the Lord tell me counseling is not inherently bad. It's just not for you. 
<laughs> okay. So my flesh is like, I'm about to start making coin, doing what I just spent coin graduating from, <laughs> right? And that's what my flesh is telling me. That's the direction and the guidance that I'm giving myself. Okay, I just graduated. Now let's go make some money, right? And I hear God tell me the exact opposite. And he's always, he has always provided for me. He has always taken care of me. I trust him. I know that he will. I want to be obedient to him. But that's just an example of if I'm just going with what I think is best, I would not have gone down the path that he has set before me for me to run, right? And I know, and I, again, used to be one of these people the, where it says something about sin. Let us strip off every way that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, okay? Whatever comes to your mind first when you hear the word sin, I want you to note that, okay? And you might feel like you're being called out right now or like you just feel that like ugh, uncomfort in your soul, okay? Just, just sit in it. And allow yourself to. No one is coming at you right now. I don't want you to feel defensive as you listen to this. And that's why I continue to highlight where I have been and what I still struggle with. Like I've said, following Jesus does not mean that your life is easy. He makes everything wonderful. And you can see him in everything. And it is so worth it. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Okay, so I want to jump to Jeremiah 7, 6. I heard this today, and I loved it. It said, if only you stop harming yourselves by worshiping idols, right? And that's, but worshiping idols is a form of sin, right? But it says, if only you stop harming yourselves. It does harm us, okay? So my idols were 100% weed sex and success okay weed <sighs> okay if only you stop harming yourselves right so weed in my mind helped me okay and it did shut off <laughs> i always say like my little receptors to god and it allowed me to just numb everything and it eventually, and this probably, I mean, this went on like seven or eight years. There is secular research. This is not, you know, <laughs> I don't even know if there's like biblical research, I'm sure, theology and stuff, but long-term weed usage does lead to substance-induced mood disorders, which is, can be just anxiety, depression. It can also be all kinds of other things. So in the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is like all the diagnoses that you can get mental health diagnoses for almost every single diagnosis that there is there is a substance induced equivalent okay so just throwing that out there and for me the weed when i was worshiping weed and i would have never considered it that during that time right but as soon as i woke up i'd smoke weed all of my money went to weed I mean, I wasn't doing anything good for others with my money. I wasn't tithing. I wasn't thinking about other people. All I was thinking about was me and my weed and how I was going to get more. 
and when my plug wasn't responding or we were running low and, you know, going on a trip or something, I mean, it was all I thought about. And it did eventually cause a, a mood disorder. I was, I was very chemically imbalanced and I was very depressed and I was very anxious and me not, if I hadn't gone down that path, I, I, that God's saying that he's like, I'm protecting you. Right. And we don't think that it's just like, no, like I need this weed right now. I need this weed right now. I know that feels very real. And then when there's like a chemical imbalance, you know, for example, alcohol, you get addicted to a cellular level, you know? So if you're an alcoholic, don't quit cold Turkey, go get help. There's no shame in that. You can always reach out to me too. And I will help you through that process and finding somewhere. Weed is a little bit different. You can stop cold Turkey because you're not addicted at a cellular level. Like you are alcohol. However, the mental part of it, you feel like you need it. I know. And when I gave my life to Jesus and I stopped smoking weed, I still went through that process. Just like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Something good therapy, CBT, it's, you probably have heard of it. I'm sure we don't just say, stop those thoughts. We replace those thoughts. So when I was quitting weed, I mean, it was so hard, but I would just wake up. I would lay on the couch. I would not go to the area where I would smoke. Just part of the routine. That's part of it too. And I would read the Bible and I would, or I would listen to the Bible, I'd put worship music on anything to fill that void with what would help me, which is Jesus. Right. So that idol that I was worshiping weed. And I mean, this was all day, every day on my money. I mean, thousands of dollars a month. I know everyone has a different scale on it, but I know that there are people that are on this level too. And I can't tell you, it's been a year since I've smoked weed and a little over a year and it feels really good. Um, and it's only because of Jesus though. It, like it is, I never would have thought that this day would come. And you know, the thoughts get really bad of if I can't ever quit, how am I gonna keep living like this? But you can, you can through Jesus, I promise you. If you knew me before, and you know, you can get to know me. I was so much, I, I, everything I did, everywhere I went, I had to feel this high, a high of something, whether it was anger, uh, I would get drunk before I'd even go to the party. And then, I mean, I was always high and always. I mean, if, if I wasn't, I was like, I don't even know how to act right now. Like I only knew how to be high. And so the, the year, that's another thing, the year when I, this past year feels like basically getting sober because I rarely drink anymore. I had to like figure out who I was through Jesus. I felt like I was so awkward sometimes because I was like, I haven't talked to anyone sober uh, since like junior year of high school. You know what I mean? So all this is part of it, but oh my gosh, it's so worth it. I promise God is good. Okay, so you get it, the moral of the story. It was harming me. So with sex, said something about sex. This is tough. I feel the shame with this. Um, but sharing our sin and things that we struggle with helps free us from the shame, right? And especially being a female saying this, but porn, right? I think the first time I watched porn was in like fifth grade. Um, and 
my parents had the computer in the family room, <laughs> like uh, digital phones weren't a thing yet. So I want to throw that out there too. Also things I saw on TV. Um, I guess I just feel the need to throw that out there. I wasn't a kid that like had my own computer in my room at in fifth grade. So the enemy will sneak in anywhere that he can when he sees your light and you know what I mean? Um, and this didn't stop until last year. And I've slipped up a few times, right? But it messes up your brain. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like, look up the Instagram accounts and like, it's the new drug, okay? Just search that. And it literally does, it confuses your brain so bad when it comes to sex and your relationship with your partner and how you view people, how you look at people. Um, it's a false sense of intimacy. And then you do become addicted to it. It's like, I, I wasn't, every time, I just felt so scummy, like even like way before I gave my life to Jesus, right? Like my body knew, my soul knew, but was I stopping? No, because I, I felt like I couldn't. It took Jesus, okay? And that is a way that, that's one thing I do. I regret it so much, like, but now I'm, hopefully this will help somebody, right? And God can turn everything for the good for those who love him a lot of people leave off that last part right it's like well you can turn everything for the good for those who love him okay keep that in mind uh and, and also success right success is definitely definitely something god works on me with every single day i'm in a weird time in my life like i said i just graduated and he's telling me going down that route of what you just graduated with your master's in i'm still going to use it he has put that on my heart and i know just not in the way that i thought and i you know this feeling of like i have to prove myself to people you know i'm not just sitting at home twiddling my thumbs like why do i care so much and you know it's like it's pride it it's like it, i don't have like humility is what i need or arrogance or you know, maybe like worshiping myself. I don't know. And I rebuke it. Like, I don't want that. And it's, it's obvious how I talk about this versus weed and sex. Like it's, I can see those more clearly because I'm out of it. Right. But with this success thing and he, he, he gives me so much grace and mercy and I'm in awe of it every single day. Um, but he's protecting me. And he also is directing me so that I can run the race with endurance, like what he has set before me. And I want nothing more with my life than to fulfill God's will for my life. And we're not going to just fulfill the will he has for our life if we're not in tune with him. We're not. It is just, it, yes, he can do anything, but he also can turn his face from you, right? He will never leave you or forsake you but he can turn his face from you, right? Both can coexist. And it is true. I mean, it's, it's biblical. It's written in the Bible. So I'm going to end with this. Matthew 7, 13, which this is Jesus talking, okay? You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only few will ever find it. Okay, that's Jesus talking. Narrow gate. Jesus is the narrow gate. Jesus is the way to God. Okay, 
believing in Jesus, that he is your Lord and Savior, and that God sent him to this earth, and he walked this earth, and that he was crucified and died, and three days later rose again for our sins, for the forgiveness of our sins, that is your way to God, okay? And the highway to hell is broad. And it says, and the highway to hell is broad, and it's a gate that is wide for many who choose this way, okay? Who choose this way, just like we have to choose God. If you're not actively choosing God, this is what you're choosing, right? So if it, there's also, I don't know exactly where it is in the Bible. However, it says, if you're not choosing God, you are my enemy, right? So even me sitting here talking about Jesus, it is obvious that I've given my life to Christ, all the things that have changed. You would never sit here and think, oh, well, I wasn't, you know, like Saul, like killing Christians. So like, I wasn't really God's enemy, but you were, but you are, but I was, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what's true. And that's the thing with not knowing the word. We just have to know the word and we have to know God and we should want to know God and should is shame-based language. The therapist in me is coming out. We have the opportunity to know the creator of our universe and to have everlasting life and to have peace and joy and comfort in the most uncomfortable situations and to have Jesus as our best friend and this peace that no matter what life throws at you, you know, everything's going to be okay because you have Jesus. I promise you, you want that.